You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams, that places trust in the magic of imagination, that is always the first star to the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. And welcome to a very special episode of Walt's Apartment. Uh, we are here for a very awesome, and I'm very excited. I may get a little tongue-tied being a fan. A special interview. Before before I enter our guest here tonight, we are also welcome tonight. We have Cole from Extra Magic Hour. Cole, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous. Thank you very much. It was a little hectic day today running around, working, you know, doing adulting stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to get home. I'm going to talk some Disney with some amazing guys, and we're going to get going. So I feel good now. I'm home with the dog talking Disney. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you have a better night. And we are here, and I'd like to welcome Joe Kaminsky, who is a Disney writer and Disney artist. Um, Joe, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know about you? Hi guys. Uh, yeah, once again, my name is Joe Kaminsky, and I um, I've been working for Disney for about twenty years now as both a writer and an artist. You want me to go into the full story, or how you want to do it? Um, you know what? Um, let's start with the first question we have. Are you still currently writing? Because I know from as a fan, I've seen your art really take off. So, are you doing more writing or more art for Disney, or is it a bit of a combination of both? It's a good combination of both. Um, Every day I do the, the writing, the advertising part of it, and um, I think part of the reason I enjoy that so much, not only am I just a natural writer and I just enjoy that aspect, but um, I get to sort of deep dive into um, the company and I get to like be the first to ride certain attractions and I get to learn about stuff that the Imagineers are doing and I get to just sort of have a insight into a, a, this, this whole magical world that um, I'm sort of fascinated by. That's awesome. Is it is it difficult as a writer to you hear something that's very exciting that you can't necessarily share yet? But is it hard to really keep? Because I'm not. I don't want to ask the secret part. But is it hard to keep the lid on it when it's something that you have a lot of passion behind that project? Um, yes and no. I mean, uh, I think everything is always um, an evolution, and so you learn about things early and. You know, together with the company, you're sort of evolving it and, and learning about it, and um, you're part of it. And so that that keeping it under wraps is part of your secret. And the, I guess you, everyone's just looking for the unveiling, and so that's what you're looking forward to is just unveiling it to the the general public. You know, does your family respect that? Like sometimes when I come home and we're like sitting at the dinner table, like we kind of go around the table and we're like, "Hey, how was your day? What happened?" Like, my job versus your job is way different. So, like, when you're at the dinner table or if you even have that kind of environment, like, do they respect and not ask questions? Or are they like, yo, give me the details of your day or uh, what project? Or 
Um, it's a little bit of all of it. You know, I mean, if it's if it's not like anything that's too top secretive and stuff like that, I can share what's going on and little tidbits and stuff like that. But of course, there's there's certain info that um, you can't really unveil to anyone. So you kind of keep that hidden secrets and, you know, maybe a wink, wink here and there. But uh, you can't really tell them anything because you don't know who they're going to tell. So Yeah. So they, they're respectful to not ask. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they know the drill. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I feel, I feel like that's also like a Disney parent. Like there's, like a, there's like an unwritten blueprint to that. Because even like with Walt, he wanted to do stuff for his kids. They didn't ask. But their your children are very involved with that process. I feel like that just comes, like, like I said, it's unwritten blueprint for Disney parents to have their children not only be involved, but be the energy behind that. And that's something in the interviews that I've watched in the past and the postings and stuff like that. It seems like family in the Disney community, but also family in your particular situation is a very huge energy and drive to not only your artwork, but your footprints that you're making. Absolutely. It's just um, being part of that creative process um, makes you want to keep a hold the grip on it even tighter and keep it under wraps um, because that unveiling is going to be so special and so great. And so um, I think that's part of the, the inspiration to not um, spilling the can of worms, so to speak. Nice. Why well, was kind of in this direction? Like, what Disney artists? Like, were you before you started your Disney career? Were you ever inspired by like a certain someone within the Disney organization? Um, and not really until I started my Disney career did I truly become inspired. You know, I came from Chicago, um, and uh, honestly, I got the job from Disney. I just came here on vacation. I was, uh, and I, I knew I always wanted to live in Florida. <laughs> I came here on vacation, and it was snowing in Chicago, and I always wanted to live here in Florida. And so um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring my little portfolio, and I'm going to go on some some interviews while I'm here. And I actually just showed up, and I, I cold-called Disney's Yellow Shoes Creative Group, the advertising agency that I got my job with. Um, but they, at the time, they said they weren't hiring, and I walked in there, and I figured, okay, it'd be a quick 15-minute meeting. Um, like two and a half, three hours later, I walked out of there with a job. It just so happened they were hiring. Um, Heck yeah. And, uh, and that's just how it all started. And I really didn't know that much about Disney. I mean, I'd been there once or twice when I was a kid, like really young, too young to remember. I think I was maybe at Epcot or something. And um, so I, it was really an entire learning process. And um, in a way, it was more magical for me because it was sort of like jaw dropping. Like, oh my gosh, this is part of Disney. This is part of, this is part of. And like, so it kept getting bigger and bigger and more exciting and to sort of, you know, raise my kids in that environment. Um, that was a, that was a big deal, you know, and that was really exciting for me to um, sort of open that world up for them. Because me growing up in Chicago, you know, I mean, there's plenty of fun things to do. But, you know, big, big night out was, you know, restaurant and a movie or something like that. Whereas here, Disney has so much to offer, not just Disney, but Orlando and Florida, whether it's the ocean. It's or part the of the culture of the state. Yeah, there's just yeah. so much more here, and the weather is really nice. So um, it was just, it was really cool for me to raise my kids here, for sure. Yeah. Who else, do you remember who else was on that list that you, when you went on vacation, that you had planned on stopping by along with Disney? Do you remember? Um, honestly, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, off the top of my head, I I remember it was a it was a decent list, but I really was ill prepared in a lot of ways. I was literally just at a hotel room cold calling places, saying, "Hey, I'm in town. You think I can swing by?" So it was almost fate in an odd way that yeah. I happened to call. Very magical. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was totally unplanned and totally spontaneous in a lot of ways, but um, it was almost like it was meant to be because it turned out so great for me and in, in my career for sure, and my family. Being spontaneous, I'm curious, what is it like to see your artwork? Do you know where your artwork goes, or is it like, hey, I've painted this for Disney? They place it in parks, hotels, cruise lines. And has there ever been a moment where you didn't know you were going to walk into somewhere and be like, hey, that's my work? Have you had those moments or do you usually know where your work's going beforehand? Um, a lot of times I know where it is, but every now and then someone will send me a picture or, you know, it'll either come from California or it'll come from some um, Disney partner hotel or something like that where they're, they're having a big event or a big thing. And I had no idea my work was either being displayed or sold there or what have you. And so that's kind of special. That's kind of cool that, um, in a way, you're you're part of something even bigger than even you realize on occasion. So that, that's that's pretty neat. That's awesome to find magic outside of the magic. Like you already have the magic of doing this, but being able to find that uh, as an artist myself, seeing my stickers here locally on someone's car that I didn't know had that it's a very cool feeling so i can only imagine what it's like to see your artwork somewhere else in a disney either disney attraction park cruise line or even just in somebody's home that you didn't quite get to i don't want to say sell but provide that artwork to them maybe at the art art festival or something and know hey that's a piece of me hanging in their living room and that's got to be really cool seeing that on social media and just seeing how your work has inspired others yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts about being an artist is uh, all the time people send me pictures of where they hung my artwork. And sometimes it's in the living room. Sometimes it's in the bedroom. I make jokes. Sometimes it's in the bathroom. <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's just really cool to be part of someone's home. Um, it's, it's just this fun experience to, uh, to you know, I, I realize it's the Disney characters and stuff, but to have a little bit of, of something where someone thought what you did was special enough to make it part of their home, that that's huge, and it's very heartwarming in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Are you so still much. taking over the house with all your prints and artwork? I'm sorry, say that one more time? Uh, are you still uh, taking over the house with all the prints and artwork? Uh, I'm referring back to the Disney Parks video. That's, like I said, that, speaking of changing... Um, and inspiring people. So the, like I shared pre-show, the artwork behind me, the splats, a lot of the stuff I do, the late night drawing and stuff like that was inspired by that video. Um, so I was curious, uh, going back to that video, are you still taking over the house and showcasing uh, all your artwork? Uh, what's cool um, is I've actually evolved a little bit from that. Um, I've actually got my own art studio now, my own gallery. Um, and wow. So I don't have to mess- I don't have to mess up the garage or the kitchen anymore. No one has to be worried about poisonous paint being on the kitchen table or anything like that. Um, I'm at a place. It's called um, Faith Arts Village Orlando. And basically, it's an old 1950s motel that was converted into artist studios. And it's uh, wow. here in uh, downtown Orlando. It's super cool. And um, if you ever want to come visit us, if you're in downtown Orlando, you know, um, uh, it is uh, every First Friday and Saturday of the month, they have an open house if you want to come experience it. It's called Faith Arts Villages Orlando, and uh, that's where I work. I call it like my Santa's workshop. You know, this is where I do everything. So, like, if I leave here at 2 or 3 in the morning and I, I make a total mess, I could just leave it and walk away. Whereas before when I was in the, the house and I made that mess, I had to clean it up before the kids woke up and before everyone stepped in the paint or destroyed my paintings and stuff. So that Nobody cool was going to get breakfast. 
<laughs> it was certainly a lot more complicated to live that way. So I'm, I'm kind of taking it to the next level. Awesome. So fun. That's so cool. So is it like, um, so does it still have like a hotel vibe to it? So like each hotel room is now turned into a studio or is it like multiple hotel rooms turned into a studio? It is multiple different hotel rooms turned into studios. So, and it's this incredible community of artists. So like I do regular painting Disney stuff in my little studio. The guy next to me is a woodworker. The guy down the hall works in like glass and metal. That is um, so cool. He's also an incredible painter. Yeah, there's people all over here who just do these incredible things. And uh, we can come together. We can uh, collaborate on different projects. We can learn from one another. Mm -hmm. I can hear somebody's outside right now with a, a buzz saw kind of going at it. And this stuff will go on all night. It's this incredible little community that I've discovered that um, is super fun and, and there's inspiration all around. So, uh, yeah, for sure. That I, yeah, it's you're surrounding more, yourself with like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, more, fun than the, it's so more fun cool. in the garage, for sure. <laughs> so Fair. when you're there at the hotel, are there like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So for me, when I'm drawing, I, I clean the desk off. Don't know why. It's already clean for the night before sometimes, but I like to just wipe everything down and a fresh canvas. When you're doing your art, is there any type of like pregame routine stuff that you have? Is there like a certain song? Is there stuff you do to get in the headspace of saying, all right, let's create. So what are like some like if a basketball player has all red Skittles before the game? Are there any type of habits or routines you do to get in the headspace of creating? Um, you know, it's it's a little different every time. Usually I like to have some music playing. It, it could be anything from, um, you know, rock to hip hop to just classic Disney music. It could be anything. I don't really have a necessarily um, set set of tunes that gets me um, extra inspired, but um, just something to kind of have in the background. And sometimes, you know, I'm having so much fun, I don't even realize that the, the music has turned off and I'm just still going at it. Um, but that's generally how I start my process is with some some music for uh, inspiration to kind of keep the energy up. Awesome. Yeah, solid. I want to ask, this is kind of like off the like topic, but who's your favorite Disney character? Um, you know, I have so many of them. I guess uh, I guess it would have to be um, Mickey Mouse just because he kind of started it all and that's where it all begins and that's sort of, you know, uh, he's just sort of the foundation of everything. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, it's it's an easy answer, but that that's the honest answer. Yeah, yeah, you got to have the meaning for it. You, you have the answer to back it up, you know? Mm -hmm. And are In you at like a Disneyland or a Disney, a Walt Disney World? I mean, obviously... Walt Disney World is your home park. Yeah, um, I uh, I haven't been to Disneyland enough times. I've gone once or twice, but I haven't been there enough times to really compare the two. I know Disney World is bigger and it, it offers maybe more parks and attractions, but I did notice the one or two times I was at Disneyland, like they have some pretty cool, like even their Pirates of the Caribbean, I think they had a slightly cooler version in my opinion, but it was it was super cool at the time. So there's there's different perks to each Small one. World and yeah, I mostly I mostly know the Disney World version and that it's a little bigger, but so mm -hmm. it's not really fair for me to compare the two because I'm not as familiar with Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, Have and it seems like whatever your home park is, right? Like it seems like they favor, you know, like I'm a Disneyland. I've been to Walt Disney World and I think it's fabulous. It's more of like a vacation destination for me. Versus Disneyland, I find to be so intimate and charming and 
um, not so much a vacation spot, but like, you know, something, a place that I go to fill my cup. Right. Sure. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm always curious about, you know, who is, what's your favorite park? And sometimes it's something random like Paris that they've only been to one time and, or Tokyo. And they're like, Oh no, that's my favorite park. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with, with your favorite character, I'm curious, has there ever been a character that you haven't painted or that you wanted to paint it? That's just maybe like, Hey, I'm not ready to take that on. Or are there certain characters that you, prefer to paint more over the other. I, I noticed, you know, a lot of Mickey Mouse of that, but is there ever characters that you want to paint that you haven't taken the dive on? You know what? Disney is so big now, and it's, it's especially with all the expansion from Marvel to Pixar to Star Wars, like all the different characters. There are so many that I want to, and so many that I'm going to, and so many that I've started, and I just haven't finished yet. Sometimes I'll have 10 to 20 paintings going at a time, and I just don't really finish them in any particular order. I just start them. And so um, I have everything going from, you know, Buzz and Woody to Yoda to all sorts of stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's plenty that I want to paint, plenty that are in progress. And, um, yeah, I'm always looking to do more, but I don't really have a, a set hit list of what I want to get to next. Just uh, usually if, if I'm inspired enough, I, I just start it. And I have like, like I have several Captain Americas going. I got some Spider-Man stuff. I got all sorts of stuff going. So. Nice. That's awesome. Man. Um, Big L, do you are when you're painting, what kind of approach do you take? So for me, um, obviously my stuff, uh, not, my screen was working for a minute there. Um, it, it, I tend to look at things and it's like, all right, how can I make it a tad bit different? So for me, I like to look at things and be like, that's cool. But imagine if we threw this twist on it. Um, for instance, one of the pieces that took me about two years to finish, it's uh, my take on the Twisted Dwarves. So it's like, what happened if the, if the dwarves took a bite of the poison apple, but instead of really putting them to a long, dark sleep, it instead took them and made them kind of zombie-like. So now all of them, their names are their weakness. So for instance, Bashful, being the 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 flirt, the the heart heartthrob stuff like that. Well, now Bashful is eating an anatomical heart, or like oh, grumpy. Very is, cool. Grumpy is so <laughs> grumpy, and stuff like that. So I like to look at Disney characters and like play the what if. Like, what if we just took a little bit of the Disney out and put a little bit of the street art style in? And so that's mm -hmm. what I like doing. But for me. It really takes a movie. And sometimes it's the smallest piece, the piece behind me, the played Doctor of the Bayou. That piece was from the scene of Princess and the Frog, where Dr. Facilier says, this is my mother's side. And it was just that little shrunken head that was like, I really like the look of that. And then birth the played Doctor of the Bayou. So nothing related to Princess and the Frog, mm -hmm. but it just inspired that. So a lot of my artwork just comes from how can we take it and twist it just enough where a youngster can still rock a t-shirt and the parents not thinking twice about it. So not family guy going for it, but more of like Chip and Dale going for it. So it's a little wild, yeah. not too aggressive. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so good. I love it. Wait, um, for your artwork, what is this? What is your, what has been 
And it's hard to say your biggest success because I feel like tomorrow can be another big success. But what do you feel like so far with your art? What is one of those moments that say, I did that, I made it, and I'm going to continue to go. But what is those? What is your biggest highlight that you recall in your art and or even your writing career with Disney? Um, I'd say the, the coolest things that um, have happened to me is when I'm every now and then, it doesn't happen a lot, but every now and then when I'm outside of uh, the Disney parks or outside of uh, the, the work area, and I'm just on the street and I'm coming out of the post office or something. Every now and then someone will stop me and say, hey, are you Joe Kaminsky? And they'll, they'll know who I am. They're like, yeah, who are you? And like, I'm thinking this is somebody I met years ago at a, you know, at a party or something like that. And they're like, oh, you're that artist guy. I know you. And like, they'll actually recognize me outside of my, my art world and in the, the, you know, the everyday world, which I didn't think anyone would do. And then that was, that's kind of a cool thing, especially my kids are around or something like that. Like, oh, you're, you're known. You're for, the cool you know, dad. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's sort of that kind of um, unexpected moment that because uh, when I'm in the Disney parks or whatever and I'm doing signings or whatever, you kind of expect people to know who you are and they come to see you and stuff. So it's it's not quite as or you know they oh this is a Disney artist we should go get his autograph or something like that. But when you're you know on the street coming out of the post office or in the mall or something like that and somebody recognizes you, that that's kind of cool. It's sort of a neat moment. Absolutely. Do you find that there's people that? hang out near your um the old hotel what do you guys call it art gallery um it's called i mean i've always just called it faith arts village orlando it's favo it's it's um yeah it's basically an old old motel that's turned into yeah. artist studios um yeah, yeah that, that's kind of how we always refer your cool to it artist now. space yeah yeah um do you do you find that people like tend to migrate to that space to see if they're gonna run in to somebody um, famous? I guess you could say like somebody who like is. I'm sure there's other people within that artist space that are known for their art, are known for their woodworking, are known for their metal or paintings even. So do you find that people kind of have caught on and try to like? fan fan the space a little bit yes and no i mean it, it depends on each studio is different so like i'm not open to the public um once or twice a, a month they like us to open to the general public just to show people what we're doing and stuff but like basically like i said this is my santa's workshop so i have the doors closed and i'm just creating in here for disney or doing my own personal stuff for fun on the side um some of the other artists are open to the public, and so they'll have a little more about the following stuff. But like I said, this is just sort of my artist, uh, my Santa's workshop. So this is just where I kind of do all my things and stuff. But I'm not really um, showing off to to the to the world. I kind of keep the door yeah. shut and all that. Stuff. Yeah, I love how you've named it. That's very very unique. <laughs> yeah, the, Santa, the Santa's workshop is it's such a cool, unique vibe because it really is. You, yeah. you from the outside, you don't know what goes on inside. But from the from your imagination, you dream of what's going on inside, and then when you do get a glimpse of what's going on inside, it's just magical. So that's I like the little analogy you gave there. That's awesome. Yeah. Towards the end, here remind me, and I'll walk you around the studio. I'll show you some of the artwork I have hanging. We would love that. How often are you guys going to the park? <clears throat> like, do you go for fun, or do you find that it's not as magical to hit the park like as if it were to be? prior maybe 15 years ago when you were just starting um you know what the most magical time that i've enjoyed the parks is when my kids were little a lot smaller 
And so I would take them and like you, like it was always fun for me, but to actually experience it through their eyes is definitely the coolest for sure. Nothing better. I still go there. Nothing better. I still go there now. I still go there now and I still have fun and I, I do the rides and I'm excited to try different things and stuff. I was just there the other day. Um, my friend, uh, another artist friend of mine, we went there for the um, Festival of the Arts at Epcot. And so we mm-hmm. walked around and we checked out some of the fun stuff and all the artwork and stuff. Very cool. We had a great time. But it, it still, it, it doesn't compare to when you have kids and you bring them there for the first few times or whatever and just enjoy and wonder in their eyes and this, this magical world comes to life. Like, there's, there's just no comparing to that. Nothing. I don't know. Disney adult style is so fun, too. But I agree. I, I love walking down Main Street in Disneyland and things that I don't look at anymore as an adult that my kids see. For instance, in Disneyland, they have the rotating windows where the characters kind of come to life. And I, I know they're there, but I don't think to stop and really take in that 30-second, 45-second video or a show and to think like, hey, that's in a little attraction for kids to just really take it all in. And my five-year-old, Rue, who's become a big celebrity out here on Walt's apartment, um, there's the scene with um, Toy Story where the hand comes down, grabs Buzz. And for the for the second or third time he saw it, I see him doing this, and I'm like, what, what is he looking for? And then he's like, Dad, who's up there? And when he said that, I was like, oh, as an adult, we see it knowing it's an animatronic coming down, little puppet. But for him, he's really like, where are they sitting at? And so through a kid's eyes, it's amazing, but I think it goes back to what Walt created. It really shows we're trying to build a park where parents and children can have fun the same and seeing it through a kid's eye, I think is that Disney magic that a lot of adults take for granted. Like you got to see it through their eyes because through their eyes, this park is magical. Yes. And it hides out everything. So mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% seeing it through children's eyes, especially children of your own is an amazing feeling. Yeah. I have to say though. So my daughter is 17 and her and I go often. We're about five and a half hours away. And when wow. Avengers Campus first opened, we went, I don't remember like the time frame or what have you, but she was very excited for the Spider-Man animatronic show. Well, clearly I am the Disney geek of the family and she didn't realize and so I, I'm like, why is she so excited? Like, why is she dressing like extra for this moment? You guys, she like legit thought that Peter Parker was going to be there. And it was this whole thing of this boy crush. So even at 17, the magic of the characters and the magic and the illusions, and it's still there. It's still there. No matter how old. <laughs> so and, funny. And, and there are characters I look for because, I mean, we, we just did our top 10 show of animated films and there are certain characters I look for. Um, and actually speaking of that, um, kind of switching lanes real quick. Do you have a favorite animated movie, whether that be something newer or more classic Disney? Um, you know, there's so many, so many great ones. Um, I guess toy story, toy story two would have to be up there as far as, uh, my favorite uh, Disney movie, but there's so many great ones. It's like, you know, what's your favorite chocolate or what's your favorite candy? They're all just so good. Yeah. Oh, what a great comparison. Yes. See, I'm my top two uh, are Jungle Book and Alice in Wonderland. I think Alice in Wonderland reflects a lot in my art style, just throwing 
crazy colors together and crazy concepts. So, but absolutely, I think um, you, that that comparison really hits the nail on the head. There's so many good chocolates. Which one do you choose? You simply just say, I like chocolate. And in this case, it's Disney. Man, that's a great analogy. Yeah, and I, I love all the different ex- extensions of Disney, like I said to you, the, par- the, the Marvel, the Pixar, the Star Wars, all those different things. I love all the old classics as well and all the old classic movies, the Alice in Wonderlands, the Pinocchio, all that stuff. But there's just so much, so much to look at. And it's so wonderful to share with uh, your kids. I remember when I first started working for Disney, I brought home all these uh, VHS tapes from work. And then we had every Disney movie going and we watched all the old ones, all of them. And it was it was just so much fun. And uh, uh, and I was just trying to familiarize myself because I had just started with Disney. Like I said, I, I wasn't a huge uh, Disney file when I first joined on to the company and so i had to catch up on a whole bunch of movies and a whole bunch of history and as the more and more i you know sort of got involved and and, and immersed myself i just fell in love with it and did my children in your interview with them did they ask you about um like disney related questions where you're like oh crap i gotta fake my way through this or did they ask you more art-driven questions? Um, a, a little bit of both. I think um, it actually worked out in my benefit a little bit that I was uh, a bit removed from the, the Disney aspect of it because um, they liked my work for just what it was and my thinking and my and the fact that I wasn't so close to the company. I could come at it from a different approach and look at it differently, more from a, a general public who weren't all big fans of Disney starting out with and who weren't surrounded with it constantly. So I, I think that was one of the um, intrigues about me is that I kind of came as a, a clean slate who could look at it fresh and differently than maybe some people who had worked there yeah. for years. And years. Yeah, yeah, respect for the art, for sure. That, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And, and when when writing and, and art, is has have there any been any projects where it's more of, hey, let's bring both of Joe's talents together. Have you had any big projects that you're writing and creating art for, or is it usually one or the other? Um, it's it's a little bit of, of both on occasion. Every now and then um, the two will collide, but for the most part, um, I'll get, like I recently got a job, um, like I work on Disney Cruise Line a lot as a writer, but I also got a job um, as an artist. They, they wanted me to go ahead and do... Um, uh, they had a 25th anniversary for Disney Cruise Line recently, so they wanted me to do a painting that they were going to give uh, sort of a reprints to all of the Castaway Club members who came on board um, as sort of a gift for being, um, you know, cruise Castaway Club members. And they wanted to sort of reward them, and so the, it was sort of to celebrate the 25 years of Disney Cruise Line, and it was um, a really it was an honor to be asked to do that. And they just did it because they they knew who I was because of my my advertising, but they also got to know my artwork as well, uh, just because I was there all the time. And so um, it was just an appreciation of my work, and uh, I was grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Now, and for those opportunities, what are some some what are some words you would share to say other younger artists, whether it's like artists like myself or other artists that listen in and really look to Disney artists as like, hey, I want to be that. If you were to step back and be able to share some words either to your children or youngsters that are just trying to create for Disney, uh, what are some things you would like to share to them? Because some, I know Disney is such a big corporation, but they still have the magic at heart sometimes. And I feel like 
youngsters or young adults are so intimidated by the big corporation aspect that they don't realize that, hey, let me try taking this brief interview and see if it happens and taking that shot in the dark. Sometimes they just self-doubt. I want to hear what you would say to a youngster knowing that you are living out your dream of being an artist and a writer. And how would you return that to a youngster that's listening now? I mean, if you have a passion for something, I think you have to go for it. Like I literally started as just a writer at Disney and I loved it and it was great and it was cool. But the more I was surrounded by like these artsy fartsy folks, um, you know, it was art directors and creative directors and true just Disney artists um, that I was inspired. And so I decided to try my hand at art as well because I felt um, just surrounded in this, this, this Disney inspiring land of, of, creativity and so I went ahead and I, I you know indulged in my my want my need to paint and that sort of evolved into me becoming an artist as well I, I wasn't I had never painted before I got to Disney I never even tried it um, but I was just inspired by the people around me and it was just a passion that I had and I would stay up till like four and five in the morning painting and you know I realized oh shucks I got to get up in two or three hours to go to work to do the writer job but it was a passion that I had, and so I just kept at it, and I kept doing it. And what started as a hobby sort of evolved into, um, you know, another little career path. And so it's, if you have a passion for something and you enjoy doing it enough, you should go all in and, and, and go after it because, you know, that's what life is about is just try finding something that makes you happy and, and going after it. Absolutely. And I, I remember the interview or the video, and I keep referring back to that, and and. I have a personal story of that video that I want to share later on, but I mean, if you're not mistaken, you were taking artwork and just kind of posted it on the wall. And it was just a small step like that, not necessarily looking for anything, but just to show your art and kind of a question. Are you still just posting little art here and there on the walls to get stuff yeah. out there? Yeah. Every now and then just, just for fun, I'll, I'll put a, a silly picture on the wall or a drawing or whatever. Uh, the story you're referring to is, is years ago when I first started, um, I was inspired by all the artists around me and stuff, so I would do a silly drawing or something. It was kind of a joke. It was a Mickey Mouse or a Minnie Mouse and stuff, and I would hang it on the wall, and some of the other big shot artists and stuff would laugh and, and snicker and point at it as they walked by. But every now and then, somebody walked by and say, hey, you know what? That's pretty good. What if you tilted the head this way? What if you cropped it this way? What if you tried this? What if you tried that? And so it started as a joke and a playful me thinking, oh, I almost did a good drawing people started critiquing and taking seriously and having fun with and it, it that inspired me as well that they sort of sort of took me under their wing in a way and instead of you know it just being a joke and mocking they, they actually helped and and that's part of that um that disney environment that nurturing environment that's all about creativity and fostering that sort of thing and uh that's kind of what helped me evolve from just a writer into a writer and an artist for sure that is the coolest story I must say to be to start in one spot where they're like, look at the writer guy trying to do Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse. And then before you know it, like you said, it's that collaboration piece as they're walking by and they're like, what if you tilt the head? What if you change the eye or, you know, whatever it comes to be? Um, did you keep any of those drawings? Um, I probably have them uh, in a in a closet somewhere on the floor or in a drawer somewhere. I'm, I'm sure I have a whole bunch of it. I've got so many drawings and so many, so many pieces of artwork, but I, I know for a fact I have it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, we 
I had the opportunity to speak with Leslie Iwerks about Marty Scalar. And um, they soon realized, uh, well, they all made fun of him over the years for kind of being a pack rat and keeping all of his stuff and all of the little drawings and every name tag and this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, you never know, like, and that's what he like really said and why he kept things is like, you never know. So here you have those, you know, whether it was on a post-it or on a sheet of paper or canvas or whatever it was, you never know. And now look, like it once started and then, you know, look at where it's at. So very cool. For sure. Yeah. Man, I mean, this, this, the stories that are just being shared are amazing. I mean, and, and I think the the stories that you've shared so far and this and the reflection, I think it reflects in your art. I mean, you shared going into an interview that wasn't expected. It wasn't really knowing about Disney and not having directions. And I know um, for the listeners that are listening, we're on a we're obviously talking this video, but the painting behind you, I, I feel like as we've been talking. I keep diving deeper and deeper into that Mickey and seeing the splats and like the, the scribbles and how it's an image from far away. You can tell it's a Mickey, but zooming in, you can probably see that there's a lot of misleading direction. You don't know where it's going, but you know, the outcome is going to be that. And I feel like now talking full circle, I feel like your art really reflects your story. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but looking at it, it looks very intentional of your story that you've shared so far with us. And I'm really appreciative of your story. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Thank you, Thank you yeah. very much. I appreciate that. But before we close out, I mean, we got we don't want to keep it too late. Wait, but... wait, wait! I need to know more about the painting behind them. Like, oh, oh absolutely! Started, like, hold up. Um, if you'd like, I can give you a tour of the studio. Yes. Okay, but tell me about the picture behind you. So you chose that as a background, right? And yes. Did you choose, like, do you have this because it's a favorite, because it's large? Like, what makes you have that in the middle of the room? Um, honestly, it's 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 mostly a space space issue. Um, it's like 60 <laughs> oh. by 72. So it's like, it's like six foot tall and, you know, four feet wide. There's another one behind it, same size. And so, um, and I have a whole, and I'll, you'll see it in a moment, but I have a whole bunch of other ones all stacked in the, there's only so much room in this little studio and I love to paint big. The hard part is uh, there's nowhere to go with all of the paintings. And so I have to yeah. find the most creative ways to hang them. Sometimes it's more creative to, to hang them and display them than it is to uh, actually paint them. Yeah. So you prefer larger to paint larger than life versus something smaller. I enjoy it all, but yeah, I definitely like bigger. The hard part is, you know, you have to rent a U-Haul truck anytime you want to take it somewhere, or you have to risk. Uh, I've had plenty of paintings damaged over the years too, because you're hauling them around and they're huge and they're heavy and it's hard to. But it, it's definitely a lot of fun to to paint big for me, just because uh, I don't know. It's just more, more encompassing, more eye eye blowing, more. You know, just it. it I love painting big. It's just more emotional in a lot of ways too, because you can really throw your, you can put your body into it as opposed to just, you know, something with their wrist. You're, you're actually, you know, throwing the paint on the canvas. You're actually getting into it and it's, it's bigger than you in a lot of ways. So it is for sure. Did you always start out like the larger than life being like a favorite or did that come over time? 
you stumbled upon, oh, I'm going to try this. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like my soul really likes to paint this way. My body, it makes my body happy, my heart happy. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, I, coming from no artistic background whatsoever, I didn't really have any rules. So I just did what sounded like fun. And I just kind of went with the, so I was like, you know what, today I'm going to paint something big. Today I'm just going to throw paint on the canvas, see what happens. A lot of it is just experimentation, which I think is uh what you know art is all about it's just having fun and doing what makes you feel yeah. good and that, that's what i was doing and like i do enjoy every size that i paint but um for whatever reason just bigger is better in my mind as far as just throwing paint onto a canvas and and, and just enjoying yourself and going for it yeah absolutely I'm, I'm curious what what inspired you um because noticing a lot of your artwork it's there's a there's a focal point but also a lot of it is has a design or an imagination piece off the canvas where it's a cropped image. What inspired the cropped look of the art? Um, you know, I, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's what, what is appealing to the eye. What, what, you know, I don't like to, um, I like everything really big and in your face. If, if you'll notice most of my things, like I don't always have like real uh, elaborate backgrounds or anything like that, unless it's just texture and colors. Um, I like the characters really big and in your face, and I like just they have to be placed just right on the canvas, or else I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, and it's 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 a spatial issue. Unless um, it takes up the canvas just right, I'm not happy with it. It has to be, you know. So I, I mess around with positioning a lot and cropping, and that's that's really important to me. Um, and then I just take it from there, and then it's about you know what's the best way to make this this painting look cool. But I, I basically start with how the character is going to fit on the canvas first. That's awesome, yeah. The the okay. Dumbo piece is probably one of my favorite ones you've done because you just capture that heart of Dumbo in a very innocent way. And it's just a very, I mean, I'm a huge fan of all the work, but the Dumbo one, every time I've seen either clips of it or videos of it, that Dumbo piece always seemed to just yell like, hey, you only see my face. You see just enough to feel what I feel. And I'm gonna let your imagination fill in the rest, and that piece just yells all the time. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, there's no real rhyme or reason other than just um, capturing a moment. And sometimes you don't need the full body, the full picture to capture that moment. You just need enough to. If it makes if it makes me smile at the end of the day, I've, I've done my job. If it makes someone else smile, then that's that's all I really need. That's good awesome. answer. Good answer. Absolutely. Let's go um, see the workspace. Yes. Okay, cool. So this is a little bit of, uh, of everything I've been working on. So here behind me is uh, a giant Mickey Mouse. This is 60 by 72. That's the one you've been looking at. Let's see. Um, this wall over here is a whole bunch of non-Disney stuff, just some pop art kind of stuff. I'm not sure how much you can see or can't see. Um, down here, can you see all this pretty well? Oh, yes. Yes. I have um, that phone case. Here's a giant Mickey and Minnie here on this wall. Um, can you see that? And then over yeah. here we have a giant. No, down. there you go. There's some uh, Incredibles down below in progress. And over here we have a whole bunch of just pop art, um, non-Disney stuff, which is some stuff I also enjoy doing. Tricks are um, for kids. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is sort of my small little studio and some of the stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, but 
yeah, that's a, that's a tour of my studio. It's, it's not very big, but um, at least I'm not messing up the house anymore. Yes. This is, okay, my, you this have, is my son's workshop. So you have a Minnie Mouse um, that the canvas is sitting on the ground, and she's got the polka dot shirt. I think it's a turquoise background. I I have that phone case. I have that art on a. No, um, no, the other one. I think the other one. Although I do love that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me see if I can grab here. This one, maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, although now that I look closely, she's smiling on my phone case. Um, but it was that same like art with the same background. So do you sell and then not know where your stuff goes? I think we touched on this like a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes I've, I've seen my stuff on luggage tags. I've seen my stuff on um, in you know, Disneyland versus Disney World. And people have sent me pictures as they're traveling and stuff. They've seen my stuff overseas on okay so i don't always know where it's gonna be um it's kind of a surprise and it's uh it's always a cool uh cool thing to find out that it's somewhere i didn't know it was yeah i um, mean a couple times too i've seen in other resort hotels and stuff like that around town uh, people have sent me more pictures i've seen it being advertised elsewhere so it's definitely a, a fun experience to know that it's even further than where you thought it was or that it's, it's evolved and gone even further than the, the journey you thought it was on so yeah for sure. that's so fun so so fun. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I kind of want to jump back a little bit to just really getting to know you and, and your interest in Disney and art. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, just kind of going backpedal a little bit. Do you have an, a favorite attraction or show at the parks? Um, and a favorite. I, I guess what is it? Pandora, the World of Avatar. Is probably one of that guy made me cry. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that ride is incredible! It's yeah, that incredible. Was like the queue is incredible. Prior Sorry, to that I got one, excited. Um, that's okay. Prior to that one was maybe a Soren. I used to, I loved Soren. It was always, a, you know, just uh, the smell of oranges blowing and the the wind in your hair and like that. Not that I have a lot of hair, but. Um, just all that stuff was uh, a lot of fun, and I've always uh, enjoyed uh, Soren and probably Pandora are my two favorite. But there, there's so many great ones. It's the Tower of Terror is awesome. They're all super cool. That's yeah, awesome. Tower of Terror. I don't know, like if my stomach is going up or down. Like that's a ride that's just like off the books. Like I will hold everybody's stuff, and I will be a champ. But this girl cannot figure out like if we're going up or down. Like that's just, but Pandora, oh my gosh. Like you can't describe that ride to anyone. Like they have to experience it. For sure. Yeah. And it's a little panic when they get you in there and you're like, okay, well, let's, let's do this. That's awesome. Well, Cole, do you have any more questions or anything you're interested in before we uh, close it? Or close this episode out? Uh, Joe, thank you for coming on. And Cole, do you have anything to add? Joe, we could talk all night, but we'll be respectful of your time. And it has been a pleasure. I love the personal side, I think, of every um, person that we collaborate with or run into or somehow meet paths. It's always fun to cross paths with different people. Um, and 
as like a Disney geek with probably like zero artistic um, ability, it's definitely like um, a respect. And it's so fun when, when to hear your story or to hear their story and to see what, you know, inspires you and encourages you to wake up every day. So thank you for your time and sharing your journey with us. Yeah, thanks for spending quality time with me and listening to my story. I appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And for our listeners that are listening right now, uh, where can our listeners find you at? Where can they follow you out on social media or purchase some of your amazing artwork? Um, well, you can purchase my artwork in the Disney parks, um, either Epcot or Disney Springs kind of stuff or any of the Disney art galleries. You can also find uh, some of my work that I do um, at uh, JoeKaminskyArt.com. Or you can uh, visit me on Facebook or Instagram at Joe Kaminsky Art. Awesome. Well, Solid. we are going to close out with our closing video. And for all of you listeners here, we hope you enjoy the view from Walt's apartment. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world.